Today on In Grace, we're in the birthplace of the United States, asking the question, is America a Christian nation? Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Today on In Grace, we have a very, very special program for you as on Monday is Memorial Day. We wanted to take a moment and ask the question, is America a Christian nation? And today on the program, we're going to be taking you to a lot of places. One is going to be Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and we're going to be going to Independence Hall and the Liberty Bell, and then not far away to Valley Forge. We're going to also be talking to my friend, historian Andrew Phipps, as he really has a good handle on how important God was to the leaders that birthed this great nation. And we're also going to talk about the fact that America is a great nation. America is exceptional, and we reject a lot of the wokeism and the revisionism that's happening these days, and we want to really promote how important God was to the founding of our nation and hopefully get us back to that mooring into that foundation. So I believe that you'll really enjoy today as we take a journey back into America's history to ask the question, is America a Christian nation? And let me tell you that you can get this, what you're going to hear today, on DVD. What you'll need to do is make a gift of $25 or more to In Grace. Your gift will ensure that more people hear the gospel and hear the truth. And then you're also going to get in the mail, or you can download it digitally, a great video series that includes today's program, Is America a Christian Nation? Also on that DVD or digital download, you'll get another great episode that's called The King of Kings Mountain. This is an exciting episode that I go with my colleague, Dr. Phil Stringer, to South Carolina, where a major battle took place, which turned the war of independence back toward the Patriots. And a real miracle happened there on Kings Mountain there in South Carolina. So we encourage you to contact us and get this video series that contains both of these episodes. Now, if your gift is $25 or more, as I've already said, we're going to send you the DVD, but we're also going to send you a two-part audio series, Is America a Christian Nation? And these are different than what we just described on the video. And also, we're going to send you 25 gospel tracks that are patriotic-themed. Uh, it's called The Story of Old Glory. It's a trifold pocket-sized color track, and inside it talks about the flag, the symbol of freedom, and it transitions to the story of salvation, the story of hope, the gospel, and that brings us true freedom. And so if you'd like to get these great resources, again, a gift of any amount will get you just the flag tracks. A gift of $15 or more will get you the flag tracks and the audio CD series is America a Christian Nation. But let me recommend that you get all three for a gift of 25 or more, including that great DVD or digital download that you're going to be hearing today. So to get these resources, please contact us by calling 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE. If it's after hours, just leave us a voicemail or anytime, day or night, go to ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com. 
ingraceradio.com. If you prefer to write to us, please write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Don't forget that InGrace also has two great travel opportunities. We're going to Alaska this July on a creation cruise, and we're also going to take a tour of a lifetime to Israel in February. When you go to our website, you can get information on both of those trips, ingraceradio.com, click on travel. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. When we see history today, as taught in schools or watching on television, we don't see the references to God, the Bible, or Jesus in those programs or in that <clears throat> curriculum. Is it because it wasn't there, or is it because there's an exclusion of those details? I think a lot of it has been done just due to the fact that textbook publishers have gotten away with a lot. For example, no school book that I know of teaches that John Leland, a Baptist minister, helped James Madison write the First Amendment to the Constitution that guaranteed a religious freedom. John Leland was very, a very strong advocate and really went to James Madison's defense because even many that had attended the uh, First Continental Congress would not go to the Constitutional Convention. Patrick Henry didn't go. He said, I smell a rat. They were afraid the central government would get too much power. James Madison, who was considered the father of the Constitution, although small in stature, quite a large, impressive person in the legacy that he left, but he sought John Leland, again, a minister, for his advice and for his input into having the First Amendment to the Constitution. I don't think that that's ever referenced in any of our modern textbooks. The men here at Independence Hall that signed the Declaration of Independence were brave. Of course, they were upset with the taxes, but that's just one small part. It was more of this idea that we should be able to govern ourselves and there was less and less freedoms. We weren't able to have the proper trials and it really bothered the colonial Americans. So the group that gathered here at Independence Hall, they decided to form a document. Of course, this took some years, but eventually they signed the Declaration of Independence. It's, it was signed not on July 4th, but later, but it came out on July 2nd and it was approved by the states on July 4th. And in that document, we have an acknowledgement, first of all, that there is a God of nature and that we should be governed really by his law. And he's given us certain inalienable rights that every human has. Now, we didn't all have those rights until some years later, but in this document and the U.S. Constitution and in the other documents that are part of this Congress, there were an acknowledgement that God is central, and we've lost that. Of those 56 men there at that assembly in Philadelphia in 1776, you had men like uh, 
John Witherspoon, a minister. You had others, and Madison even went so far as to say in writing the Constitution that human law never replaces divine law. The, the founding fathers were so cognizant of the fact that what we put into law and put into the Constitution should be so embedded in that document, the principles of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Jefferson originally had wanted property. He changed it to the pursuit of happiness. Mm. But life itself, those were the things that they said, we pledge, mutually pledge, our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Those were the very things that the, the founding fathers, John Quincy Adams, the sixth president, went on to say that our constitution was really only intended for our religious and moral people. Patrick Henry said that our government wasn't founded by religionists, but upon the gospel, upon the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. These were people that knew that in Jesus Christ, we have the personification of truth itself. When Christ said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That is a statement that we can take to eternity. We, we've taken God out in, in many ways, we've allowed it, but he's, he's there in our history. Yes, sir. And Christ is there and truth is there. So when we remove truth, especially in education, these kids are growing up without that, that mooring, that anchor of the soul. They were looking at us as that city on a hill, that mm -hmm. shining city on a hill. And later, as our country developed and grew in population and otherwise, and states came on into the Union, we, we saw the, the result of that influence. Their thinking was influenced so heavily by the Word of God. Samuel Adams said that we have no king but Jesus. Benjamin Franklin often has been referred to as being a deist. Well, I know what he said on June the 23rd, 1787. He said, the longer I live, sir, the more convinced I am of a truth that God rules in the affairs of men. These fellows that many gave their lives, many gave all that they could give financially. Governor Morris and some of these folks gave tremendously and some were just about impoverished at the end of the war because they had a commitment that said that we believe that the scriptures that God has manifested himself in Jesus Christ and that his teachings are infallible, inerrant, that they are inspired, preserved. They believe that they were, they were acquainted with the Bible. Did you know in the American Revolutionary War, 10,000 books, the Autumn Bible, A-U-T-E-N, were bought, secured, and passed out to the soldiers as a way of uh, bringing them spiritual help. And to advance on further, in 1943, I believe it was, Franklin D. Roosevelt wrote a letter and it's 
put in uh, some Bibles where he encouraged the men and ladies in the military at that time, the armed forces, to read the Bible, that he thought it would be a sense of an inspiration, encouragement, that it would help them. And uh, of course, you know, on June the 6th, 1944, at the D-Day uh, commencement, the greatest amphibious landing in all of military history, President Franklin Roosevelt went on national radio then and gave a six-minute address. And he appealed to the God of heaven that he would bless our boys and those men that many of whom he said knew would never see their loved ones again. And he asked that God help us, that he be merciful to us. And um, you know, it's unfortunate when I see the transition to where that we want to nullify or negate any of the Christian influences, that's sad to me. Because when I read and I hear of men like Lincoln in his Gettysburg Address, 267 words, and he said that this nation under God, under God, shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. The Declaration of Independence, the Articles of Confederation, the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, these things that have created a form of government that the world had never known, one that gave us certain inalienable rights from our Creator. Addressing in the Declaration of Independence the laws of nature and nature's God. Yes, we have our problems in America, but we have the greatest form of government the world has ever known. And it's based on a document. It's based on a document that is based on a basic understanding. In our first few, few words, we talk about God and our Creator. We have many people that want to take God completely out of our lives. But He's in our history. He's deep in our history, in our roots. And I think we need to recognize that, come back to that in America. Because of America's freedoms, the world has been so blessed. And I'd hate to ever lose that standing in the world to promote liberty and to promote freedom. America needs to return to God. And here at In Grace, we have three products that will help bring our country back to the Lord. First, a track that tells the story of our symbol of freedom, the American flag, as well as the spiritual freedom found in Jesus. Next is our two-part audio series, Is America a Christian Nation? And finally, a DVD called America's Christian History that was filmed at the actual places where God's providence changed the course of our nation's history. When you give towards the cause of the gospel, we will thank you by sending you 25 flag tracks. If your gift is $15 or more, we will include the CD series Is America a Christian Nation? As a special thank you for your gift of $25 or more, you will also receive our two-part DVD series, America's Christian History. Just call 800-78-GRACE write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047, or visit ingraceradio.com for more information. Call now, 800-78-GRACE. George Washington 
uh, born in 1732, was not only a tall man for his day and time, but he was tall in our history. Think about it just for a moment. He's our first president. There is no model to go by. There's no example. There's nothing that says you do it this way. He obviously could have retired to a comfortable life, a leisurely life. He had the means, he had done well. He served during the American Revolution, so we owed him a great deal. And the irony is, Pastor, is that there are those that thought he ought to be king, <laughs> that he ought to follow like George III in England. And Washington had nothing to do with it. He did not want to usurp power and become dictatorial in his leadership. And so we owe a lot to our first president, who obviously was elected unanimously. The only other president to come quite as close, I believe, was Franklin Roosevelt, and the, he won all of the electoral votes except eight in 1936 against Governor Alfred Landon. Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, the place that George Washington and the ragtag army, the Revolutionary Army of the United States, wintered in 1777 into 1778. They say the conditions here were horrible, cold, wet, hungry. Why were they here? Well, the British Army was just over near Philadelphia, and so this was far enough away from the army but close enough to keep an eye on them. This is also where the army became an army. They received the discipline they needed and the training they needed, and they, they became a fighting force here at Valley Forge. I also think of George Washington as a great leader. He would make sure his men had what they needed, even if it meant he was gonna go hungry and he didn't have everything he needed for his comfort, and that's what a leader is. I also think of George Washington on his knees at Valley Forge, praying to Almighty God, because he knew, yes, you needed a fighting force, but you also needed the Lord God to help in these troubled times. And because he was a man of faith, we have what we have today, a country of freedom and liberty. There are stories of uh, bullets missing him or going yeah, through his coat yes, or his horses. Do you think God protected him for such a time so this nation could rise up? Do you see God in that instance or other instances that he did some things so that we did, uh, we did get established? There is a, a book called The Bulletproof Washington. And from the evidence of the, uh, the Native Americans or the Indians of that day, as they were called, that gave uh, full validity to the fact that the one chief said, we've seen horses shot from under him. Supposedly, according to the evidence, he, there were bullet holes in, in his outer garments. I believe that, you know, the heart of the king is in the Lord's hands. I believe that God truly blessed America because I think we blessed him. God is a merciful and a loving God. I'm glad that He loves me and that He loves, He loved me enough that He gave His life for me on an old cross, took my sin debt, paid the debt 
so that I can have life and have it more abundantly. I say praise the Lord. One thing I love about American history is you see the Bible and God throughout. It's in the fabric of history, even in the Liberty Bell, Leviticus 25:10, to proclaim liberty throughout the land. And you can just imagine that bell, of course, with a big crack in it, and we're all flawed. We all have problems and sins. But that bell ringing throughout the land that this is a land of liberty and a land of freedom. Let us never forget that. Something is a murk, something is a miss when we devalue life. And we've seen that with the radical, extreme abortion movement today, like the governor of New York, the governor of Virginia, and maybe other states I hear about that are trying to become, as they call it, pro-choice. We'll call it for what it is. Pro-murder. Yeah. It's pro-murder, that's what it is. And you know, I've often said this, and I believe it's true. If we can't say that a person is dead until the heart stops beating, why can't we say that person is alive when it starts beating? Amen. I believe that we just need a spiritual awakening in America. Mm -hmm. And it needs to start with me. The revival has to start with us individually. We can always say, well, if we have revival in the church, but that should be if the revival starts in me. Mm -hmm. It might be untelling what God would do for us if we would just try to do something for Him, and that is humble ourselves and forsake our wicked ways. Mm -hmm. We have an anchor of the soul that's both sure and steadfast. I'm glad that I believe and the solid rock. And I believe that Jesus Christ is that rock upon which all of our hopes can hinge and we can be anchored to him. I'm glad that he's able to save us and keep us and preserve us Amen. until his glorious appearing. I hope you enjoyed today's In Grace because we talked about history. We talked about something that the History Channel and others don't talk about anymore, and that is God in the foundation of our nation. We really do believe that we are a Christian nation. We were established by Christians, people that believe the Bible, people that believed in God. We've moved far away from that today. We don't really care what God has to say, and we're starting to see the results of that in our country. But if you do care about that, if you do recognize that we have to be accountable to our Creator, you have to realize this, that we cannot earn God's favor, we cannot save ourselves. The Bible said it's by grace that we're saved through faith, and that not of ourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. We've all sinned, the Bible says very clearly. We've lied, we've cheated, we've hated, we've done those things that are against God. But praise be to God that He loves you. Jesus had no sin and He loved you so much that He died, the Son of God, on a cross for your sins. And by dying for your sins, what he did was he paid for them. And he's offering to you and me freedom from the penalty of sin, from the power of sin, and from the presence of sin. When you believe in him, the Bible says you have everlasting life. There's not a greater truth in all of the world and all of scripture. Yeah, there's some great history here. And, and we need to go back to those founding fathers' faith. But 
Before we can do any of that, you need to put your trust in Jesus. He died for you. He wants to save you from your sins. He wants you to be eternally saved from hell to heaven. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. America needs to return to God. And here at In Grace, we have three products that will help bring our country back to the Lord. First, a track that tells the story of our symbol of freedom, the American flag, as well as the spiritual freedom found in Jesus. Next is our two-part audio series, Is America a Christian Nation? And finally, a DVD called America's Christian History that was filmed at the actual places where God's providence changed the course of our nation's history. When you give towards the cause of the gospel, we will thank you by sending you 25 flag tracks. If your gift is $15 or more, we will include the CD series Is America a Christian Nation? As a special thank you for your gift of $25 or more, you will also receive our two-part DVD series, America's Christian History. Just call 800-78-GRACE. Write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047, or visit ingraceradio.com for more information. Call now, 800-78-GRACE. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in next week as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.